This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Father, I thank you so much for this time. And you mentioned in Ecclesiastes that there's a time to heal. And I'm just so thankful that everyone here is recovering from whatever it is, Father. Mending, healing, getting stronger, whether that's in their soul or in their body, you heal all diseases or any dis-ease that could be on our life. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you lift these things off. And I ask you that after this session, each of these families and people sense your healing mercies and presence, Father. And not just for what they're dealing with now, but for a lifetime, because you are a healer and you want us to walk in divine health. I'm so thankful, Lord, that we have this time, that you have provided it for us. I'm so thankful for the ministry giftings in Janet and Derek, Father, that I get to work alongside. And I'm so thankful, Lord God, that you're in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So thankful, so, so thankful, so thankful to him. Well, I was thinking as I was sharing this, I want to talk about a little bit. I felt impressed to talk about how the Bible refers to healing as the children's bread. And as I was thinking about this, I got to um, just a little memory of mine. I used to watch this little movie with my daughter called The Little Princess. It was just a children's show. And there was this one scene where this little princess, her daddy, they can't find him. So he can't pay for the boarding school. And she's sent up to the attic and she's a servant girl. And there's another little servant girl with her. And they're given very little food and they're up in the attic and they're really cold. They don't have anything at all. And so they're snuggling up together and they're underneath the, these covers. It's set in Britain. And so across the little alleyway, there's this man that sees these two little girls. And so while they're sleeping, I don't know how he did it. It is a movie. But um, while they're sleeping, he goes over through the night and he sets up this table for them. And he puts silk cloth on there and he puts hot breakfast things and he puts little um, silk uh, robes for them and slippers and they wake up and before they wake up they smell the breakfast and they think they're, it's a dream. We smell breakfast because we never get breakfast like that. But when they open their eyes they're like, oh my goodness this is real. I mean there's really a robe for us and there's really slippers for us. And they went over to the pretty little table and it just was so beautifully decorated and they lift everything they're like, oh there's sausage and there's eggs and there's biscuits and, and they were just sat down and they were like, wow, it feels like a dream, but it's really real. And they look across the alley and they see the man who did it for them smiling. And I thought it's just the sweetest little scene in the movie. I always think of that scene and I think of how God wants to do nice things for us. We can feel like life can be cold and lonely and maybe no one understands and we don't have enough of what we need. But when we know the Lord, he watches over us affectionately and he's prepared things for us and wants to do good things for us that aren't just in our imagination, they're actually real. And he smiles and loves being able to bless us. And you're like, really, Joy? That's a movie, right? 
Well, let me show you some scriptures that match that. And it's in our beloved Psalm 23, which we've all been going through at the top of the year, where the Lord says, I'm your shepherd. I'll lead you. I'll guide you. I'll make you lie down in green pastures. I'll restore your soul. I'll lead you through a valley of the shadow of death. You'll come out on the other side. And in verse 5, he says, and I'll prepare. He prepares. And it says it so personally, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. I don't like that part. But he says he'll set a table while the enemy's watching. Right in front of the enemy, the Lord's like, watch me set a table for you. He sets a table. He's like, now don't look at the enemies. Look at the table. Look at what God has set up for us. One translation says he sets up delicious food or a banquet, a buffet table. It's kind of nice. We like buffets. It's what people talk about when they go on a cruise. They're like, oh, the food was amazing. You should have seen this buffet. You know, or have you ever, you know, had someone, you know, do something real sweet and throw you a birthday party or something and the buffet is like just really pretty and you're like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. That's like really, how you did that was so nice. Thank you. It's so pretty and it's full of all food. So I was just thinking, I thought, why is it that we like buffet tables. Why is it that we like a table that's set up for us? Well, it's, it just said, I was just kind of Googling a little bit and it said, well, people like the variety and they like the volume because as soon as something runs out, someone goes and puts more food there. You're like, there's always enough. And if you go to a brunch, you can have eggs and apple pie too. I mean, you can have anything you want there. And there's usually plenty. It's a lot of times all you can eat. We like that. And I got, kept thinking about how the variety and volume of the things God has to offer us is great. It makes coming to his table so inviting. There's never been a table so beautiful as what the Lord wants to set even right before you. And so even if you're dealing with something, sickness, disease, whatever it is, the Lord has set and prepared a table before you. In the middle of it, he's done something different. It's like, look over here to where he set something up for you. And I always, when I go to a buffet table, I always seem to go for the bread. I'm like, where's the bread on the table? Because I love bread. And usually there's bread everywhere you go. Even if you go in a restaurant, they're like, do you want more bread? You don't even have to pay for the bread, I'm, usually. If it's not too fancy, you don't have to pay for it. And I'm like, yes, bring more bread. And I was like, no, don't bring more bread. And I'm like, no, I'll take his part. Bring more bread. I like the bread. And I like the bread on a buffet, too. I'm always looking for those types of things. Do you know there's plenty of bread at the Lord's table for you? And he talks about healing being the children's bread. There's a lot of bread of healing, of help, of restoration on the table of the Lord for you. I think about it when we're just, we just, you could see that in Psalm 23. You could see that in the Lord's prayer, Matthew 6. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It's okay to ask God for bread. 
for bread from heaven. I need something today. I need daily bread. Every day we need bread from heaven or we need words from God that are going to help heal us and sustain us and get us through everyday life. Because even if you're dealing with a sickness, you're usually having to deal with other things as well. And you need daily bread. You need to hear from heaven. And he's like, I've prepared a table before you. There's plenty of bread there. Healing is actually, and we're going to see it in the scriptures, the children's bread. It's definitely on there for us. And I just love that whole analogy that he gives us because it's so something that we understand. Well, it's interesting if you say, give us this day our daily bread. The children of Israel, last time I taught, I taught about how in Exodus, God brought the children of Israel out from underneath bondage, took them away from the Egyptians. He parched the Red Sea. They walk across the Red Sea. They come to the first place, bitter waters. And they're like, oh no, what are we going to have to drink? We don't have anything to drink. What are we going to do? God speaks to Moses. He asks Moses, what do I do? God says, put a tree in that bitter water. I'm going to turn it sweet. And right there, we see the first place where the Lord is called. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that will heal you. I will make any bitter experience sweet. And that's Exodus 15. The next chapter, the next chapter, Exodus 16 the children of Israel are like, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Well, he just did something with water for them. Sweetener, how are we going to eat? So Moses asked God, Moses asked God, and God says this. He says, it's in verse 4 and 5 of Exodus 16. He says, I am going to rain down bread from heaven. And every day you're going to go out and get this bread from heaven that is called manna. You don't have to get it for tomorrow. You only get it for today. And you get a daily portion or rate that you need. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. I love that. I was praying about that today. I thought, sometimes I'm so preparing for tomorrow, so caught up in tomorrow. I'm like, I just need daily bread for today. I need strength for today. Did you know that sometimes in receiving healing, you can go, Father, I just believe today I'm going to be stronger. Today I'm going to be have less pain. Today I believe I'm going to hear from you. Tonight I'm going to sleep well. Take it in little increments and watch God move because little by little you'll, you can be completely restored. But daily bread, he said, you only need enough for today. Now, on the sixth day before the Sabbath, when you have to get, uh, gather twice, I'll let you know that. But you don't have to do that often. Usually, it's just daily bread. I just, I like that. He makes it simple for us. Now, growing up in an Italian family, my mom grew up in an Italian family that were, they came over from Italy and they were very, very poor. So they were on welfare and a lot of their food was portioned. She was like, we had one bowl of pasta, one meatball and a chicken wing. And she says, that was good eating for us. But there was always plenty of bread. You could have as much bread as you wanted. She says, there were never any snacks or anything like that, but we could have bread. 
as a snack in between. And I remember going to my grandmother's house and even if all the cousins and everybody ate all the food, there was always bread left over, always scraps of bread. So if you were a little hungry, it's like, just grab some bread. My, my grandmother would make her bread. It was cheaper to make bread. And so there was a lot of bread. So if you're still hungry, eat some bread. And that's probably why I like it so much. But I just think it's so fascinating that the Lord uses this example so we can understand it so well. And in the passage of Mark uh, chapter 7, he talks here about a woman who comes to Jesus for help. Now, I do want to say this too. I think this is important to remember. In Psalm 78, and I'll give you the verse here, verse 18, the children of Israel really began to doubt the Lord, and they actually said this, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? I mean, and it actually says they spoke against him, like, I don't think he can furnish a table in the wilderness. There is nothing to work with here. There's no way that there's a supply here. It's the same as the children of Israel going, what are we going to eat? I, he just provided water. What are we going to eat? What are we going to do? He had delivered them from bondage. He had parted the Red Sea for them. But what are we going to eat? He's like, I will take care of you every single day. Don't think that just because you're in a difficult situation or your diagnosis seems really big or you don't know anybody else who has come through this or it's been in your family for a long time. It doesn't mean God can't set up a table before you in that situation. No matter what the wilderness is, no matter how desolate it seems, no matter how desperate and despairing it seems, he can set up a table. The answer to that is, can God set up a table in the wilderness? Yes, he can. Absolutely, yes, he can. And I want to show you this example because this woman is in a very extreme situation. Her daughter, I'm going to be referencing two times where it's written. I'm going to read to you out of Mark. It's also written in Matthew. So I was going back and forth there today. So I'm going to fill in a little bit of what Matthew says. This little girl, this mom's coming to Jesus. This little girl, it says, is grievously vexed in the book of Matthew. She is tormented, probably mentally, emotionally, probably has very unusual, abnormal types of behaviors. The Bible talks about um, her needing like a deliverance. We don't have to be afraid of deliverance. Healing and deliverance often come together. You see them in the scripture. It says God sent his word to heal and deliver them. So I'm going to heal you, make you feel better, and I'm going to pull you away or set you free from anything that's hurting you. So it's like sometimes healing is something has to get off of you. Something has to be corrected and then you're not going to hurt anymore. So think of it that way. We don't have to be afraid of it. In fact, uh, the Bible says that God gets rid of those things just with the flick of his finger. So it's not really a difficult thing. We think it's big. It's not big to God at all. So if that's where your healing needs to be in the emotional realm, or you know someone who is mentally tormented, um, th this, this can speak to you here. God has healing for us on absolutely every realm. It doesn't matter how extreme it is. God can set a table before us. And I just love that. He's like, come on, it's all paid for. You can get up, grab a plate, eat whatever you want to, 
the volume and the variety is there. Whatever you need is on that table. And there's plenty of bread on there too. You can receive healing for everything and anything for the rest of your life that you live in health. And, and you live at peace too. God wants that for us. I'm so thankful for that. So here we go in Mark 7, verse 25. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. I'm just going to pause in between. She had an unclean spirit. Something was on her that was hurting her and causing the problem. That unclean spirit needed to get off of her for her to be free. Sometimes, and it could be in the natural, something has to get removed. That's often we'll have surgery. We've got to remove that. We've got to get that off of you before you receive healing. So that can be in the emotional realm and in the physical. She had an unclean spirit. Something got on her that had to be removed. She comes, a mom comes and worships and falls down at the feet of Jesus. That was a very good thing. Initially, again, I'm referring to the passage in Matthew. It says she refers to Jesus as son of David, have mercy on me. She had heard about him, maybe heard how other people referenced him. She really didn't know him or anything like that. She's just almost as a title. I guess this is what you should say. Son of David, have mercy on me. I, I need help. My daughter needs help. And so that's good. But, you know, it's, it's okay to maybe look at how somebody else is getting an answer. But my prayer is, and this is how you'll always get an answer, is that you connect with God personally yourself. It's not just copying what somebody else did. It's real to you. It's not just knowing about the Lord and giving a time. Son of David, have mercy on me. Will that work? Or, but it's knowing, God, you're my father. Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. And I'm asking you for help. It's coming from your heart to the Lord where you know him. She does not know the Lord at this point. And I'm going to show you where she changes that. So it's okay what she did. What initially Jesus does, and you could see this if you read Matthew's version of it, is he doesn't really answer. He says, I'm only called to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I love this because Jesus really knows boundaries. He stays in his lane. He doesn't cross boundaries. That is, that is so kind. That is such a gentleman to not cross boundaries. He's like, I'm really not called. To, I'm called to the Jewish community. I'm called to the lost sheep. That's what I'm called to. So he doesn't really answer. She's begging so much that the disciples are really kind of bothered with her. They're like, could we stop her, please? It would really help us if we stopped her. Now, in verse 26, the woman was a Greek, so she's a Gentile, from Syria by birth or nation, and she besought, she's begging Jesus Cast forth the devil out of my daughter. Would you do this for me? Would you do this for me? Finally, she falls down and she says in, the, in Matthew's version, help me. You can always ask God, help me, Lord. Is that just a simple prayer or what? I love that. I have gotten a lot of answers there. <laughs> help me, Lord. I just need help. You don't have to pray real eloquent. You just need to pray from your heart. 
Keep it simple. Keep it honest before God, and you will get marvelous, very strong answers. Help me is what she said. I, I need to tell you where I was so you can go back and read in the book of Matthew um, too. So you're like, where are you getting all this? It's Matthew 15, verses 22 to 29, if you want to refer there and go back there again. I wanted to give you the whole picture of everything. I like to read the different versions to see, you know, how they compare and what the Lord is actually saying. But also here, so she, she's begging. She goes, help me. Here's Jesus' answer in verse 27. Jesus says to her, let the children first be filled, for it is not right or meat or good to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. So in other words, if you know the Lord, then healing is the children's bread and it is for you. She did not know the Lord. She's not in relationship with the Lord. A dog at this time in this day and age was considered ownerless. It's not like people owned them. They were stray. So she's stray. She's ownerless. She doesn't belong to the Lord. And he says the children actually need to be filled first. Now think about it. If you made a dinner and you made a beautiful dinner, a delicious dinner, and you spent all this time on the dinner and you just took the plate and you fed your dog before you fed your children. That would be kind of odd. Does everybody, does anyone not agree with that? <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be kind of odd. You don't take the plate and feed your dog first and go, y'all eat, let the dog eat first and then the children can eat later. God really prioritizes here. He's like, my children and people in my house really matter to me. They're valuable to me and I'm going to make sure they're totally provided for. The children of God first get filled. Do you love that? Filled. God wants you full, not just, I'm glad I had a little morsel, but I'm starving still. No, God's like, I want you filled. He says, I want the children first to be filled. It's not right to cast it to dogs. Not only were they stray and ownerless, but dogs don't value things. I mean, really, when you think of it too, they'll eat anything usually, but um, they'll, they don't value things like God wanted those things valued. You set a really nice meal in front of a dog, he'll eat that as well as he'll eat anything else, right? But God's like, I'm setting good food in front of you. Now, this woman, this verse 28, look at this. She answers and says unto him, notice too, he mentioned the children's bread. This is what healing is. She answered and said, yes, Lord, or truth is another translation. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. In Matthew's translation, she says, even the little pups will eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She says, Lord, so she makes a shift here. You're totally right. I've been stray and that's a good place. Have you been stray? If you have, be honest about it. Truth, Lord, I haven't been right about this. She's just, her heart is right there. I'm not offended. I'm not upset. That's absolutely right. I'm ownerless. I don't belong. I don't deserve it. I don't have a right to it at all, but 
I'm coming underneath your table. The table you said, I'm coming underneath your lordship. I'm coming underneath you and making you my master, my owner. And you can see that she totally makes a shift. And that's so important to go, Father, your way. What do you want me to be taking in to receive healing at this time? What do you need me to be seeing? What do you need me to be saying? I make you Lord of my life. I come underneath the secret place of the Most High, underneath your table. So she definitely with her humility, you see her coming under the Lordship of him. He's not just, oh, son of David. Is that what everybody called you? Is that his name? Is that his title? Is that, is that how I get an answer? Son of David, have mercy. It's not like that. Lord, I'm coming underneath your table. I'm coming underneath your word. I'm coming underneath your guidance. And I'm telling there is healing there. She's honest. She's got humility about her and she's got faith. She's got faith because in that saying, she also says a crumb. Oh, my daughter is grievously vexed. No one can help her. I don't know what to do. I don't even need a whole loaf. I don't even know a whole slice. Just give me a little crumb is all I need. I just, I, a crumb. So her faith is, I don't even need much. When I think of a crumb, I think of one verse. Do you know that one verse, one verse, one scripture from God can bring healing to the most difficult disease, to the most difficult situation. One verse, one crumb has enough power in it and life in it and quickening and medicinal quality to it to heal you and to cause your soul to calm and your body to have restoration and be quickened. <laughs> I love that. You know, Alan is so funny to me because he was funny about his family, I mean, his food with his kids. He was like, no, go eat your own sandwich. He's like, he didn't like the kids like eating off of his plate. He's like, no, mom made you your own plate. Please don't eat off of my plate. I said, you're so strange that way. I don't know why, you know, you can't have a bite or nibble from your sandwich. But his dog, <laughs> the poodle, I see him all the time. I'm like, you, there's ham and cheese on that. That's not just a crumb. It gave him like, like a big chunk of your of your sandwich that you would never give to your children. <laughs> what is that? He really likes his dog, and his dog really likes it. He sits there and watches him. I'm like, that is just not right, Alan. <laughs> but but he gives that dog. Why? Because he loves that dog. That dog stays close by and all. Do you know if you'll stay close to the Lord, if you'll stay underneath the table of the Lord, if you'll stay underneath the shelter of the Most High, if you'll stay in church, if you'll stay with the scriptures, you'll get much more than crumbs. You'll get all kinds of verses and you'll see healing power begin to flow in your life and a peace that you didn't even dream that you could have. You'll go, is that real? Yes, it is. Just like the little girl in that movie, before she opened her eyes, oh, I smell something, but I don't know if it's real. You open your eyes, it is. When we trust God, sometimes we're like, oh, God, is, could it be possible that I could be out of pain? Could it be possible that I could live a good life? Could, I, could it be possible that I could see restoration, that I could come through this thing? Yes, if we'll stay underneath the table of the Lord. He's so good and so kind. And why I stayed there so much is look at verse 29. 
And he said unto her, for this saying, for what she said right there, for her humility and making Jesus, Lord, I'm coming underneath you. For her faith and belief that one crumb, think of it as one verse, could set her daughter free. For that saying, go your way, the devil has gone out of your daughter. Wow. What did he give her? A word. What did he give her? Go your way. The devil's gone out of your, your daughter. Verse 30. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon her bed, totally calm. So apparently she hadn't been calm before. If she was vexed grievously, so something's wrong. Something got on this little girl. It got off this little girl. How did it get off? Her humility, her faith. And then Jesus goes, for that saying, for what you did coming underneath me, your daughter is completely free. She just had a word and she grabbed hold of it. I love that. Before she got to her daughter, he gave her a word. That's bread from heaven. A word from the Lord. A scripture, a verse is bread from heaven. It's manna from heaven. You're like, really? Yes. Yes. In World War II, I just love this story so much. I always talk about it. But in World War II, true story, that afterwards there were so many orphans on the streets starving. And the children, they gathered them together to try to, you know, have these little orphanages to make them feel more secure. But they would scream through the night because they were so afraid they weren't going to eat the next day. So psychologists had come together and they said, maybe if we just put a little piece of bread in their hand, They'll be able to sleep. So they know they have bread for today and bread for tomorrow. And they put a little piece of bread in the children's hands and they would hold it. And they knew they were going to eat tomorrow. And they stopped crying through the night. Is that just amazing? Do you know that God's like, I'm going to put a scripture in your hand. One verse. Hold on to it. You have bread for today. Strength for today, you're going to be okay today, and you're going to be okay tomorrow. There's bread for today, healing for today, there's healing for tomorrow. There's bread for tomorrow. There's provision for you. Why? How do we know? Because he prepares a table before us in the presence of any kind of problem that we deal with. Hmm. Talk to me a little bit more about this bread, this bread, okay? Jesus said in John 6, 35, he says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me won't hunger, and he who believes in me is never going to thirst. I am the bread of life, he says. And Jesus actually, in John chapter 1, he says, he was the word made flesh. He is the bread from heaven, God sent him from heaven. He is our bread of life. He is our healing. He's everything. And in Matthew 4, 4, it says this, when he's speaking and addressing the enemy, he says, it is written, man shall not live by natural bread alone. That's talking about natural bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You can live with a word from the Lord and not the word that God gives me, it's the word that God gives you. And if you've never gotten a word from the Lord, I am praying that you get one, that you get one verse that just, uh, just like, I love this verse. 
It just means something to me. Everything I've had to believe for with healing, I never went back and, and just got an old verse. I was like, Lord, what would you speak to me about this situation? And he'll give me little crumb, but one little crumb, one little verse. Sometimes it could be half a verse. I've had him talk to me and it has brought me healing or peace or wholeness. And I'm so thankful for God's words, which are bread from heaven. When you think of it as bread, when you think of it as plentiful, when you think of it as on the table before the Lord, the Lord's like, if you're sick, if you're feeling just hurting and in pain, come to the table, come and dine with the Lord, get on that bread line and grab a hold of your healing. It's for you. God wants it in your hand. So you're like, Father, thank you. I have bread for today. I have hope for today. I have healing for today and I have bread and hope and healing and help for tomorrow too. <laughs> He's so good to us and he wants us to know that. Give us this day our daily bread. It is okay to ask for bread. Father, can I have the bread that I need? I need a healing word from you. I need to hear from you. I need some peace in this situation. It'll rain down on you. Manna from heaven. He provides for us. And he's like, I want you to trust me. I need you to trust me that you're going to be okay. You're okay today. You're going to be okay tomorrow too. He's so good and so kind. When I was receiving healing for um, the pancreas, the pancreas is a funny kind of a situation. I had to rest it and I couldn't eat a lot of different things. And sure, but I could eat bread. So I made all kinds of bread. I'm like, I just, I don't know why, but I could eat bread. It just never hurt me. I'm like, I love this. Healing is the children's bread. I can eat bread. So I always made bread and my daughter just ate bread with me. I was like, okay, so we ate bread together. Still to this day, I'll just make a loaf of bread or something. And it just means something to me. I'll bring her some cinnamon bread. She's like, oh, I love when you bring some bread. So I went up to see her this last week and I brought my little cinnamon bread. And uh, so we were eating the cinnamon bread and all, and we went to put her little boy, Grant, down to sleep. And as we went to put him down to sleep, he's three years old now, she brings out these little cards, these little scripture cards that I had written three years ago. Three years ago, when Grant was born, it was a traumatic birth, and we almost lost her in 20 minutes and him in, in less than that, actually. But God spared both of their life, and I'm so thankful. When I walked into the NICU at that time, January, at the top of the year, I didn't realize the situation was as extreme. So I'm like, okay. I have my Bible. I had a book by Kenneth Hagin on healing. And I thought, all right. So I just started reading the scriptures and reading the scriptures and reading the scriptures and reading the scriptures. God's words are life. God's words are medicine. He is the bread of life. He is the bread from heaven. His words are bread from heaven to us. And boy, when I'm like, I just started reading. So I went home and I said, do you have index cards, Christina? She says, yes. Yeah. So I took some index cards 
and I had colored pens and I wrote out scriptures that seemed to, we kept going back to, wrote out scriptures and I tied it with a little twine. I said, read these as much as you can, Christina, when I left. Read them over your baby all the time. And I believe the healing power of God is working in his life. It's going to bring about a healing and a cure. We won't worry about way out there every day. We just believe for healing. I gave it to her three years ago. So when she pulled them out or putting Grant to bed three years later, she's like, we read them every night. We rarely, they're all tattered. I'm like, that's good. I like seeing tattered. And now when she reads them, she'll go, God's words are life and medicine to all my, and Grant goes, flesh. I was like, oh, he's got <laughs> Behold, I bring a healing, and he goes, and a cure. I was like, right. And I will, he goes, cure you. And I will reveal to you an abundance of peace, of peace and truth. And he starts to repeat it. Three years. There were so many things that have lifted off of his life, removed from his life that they weren't sure, might be, could be. I've seen the healing mercies and power of God work from the bread from heaven. If you think of a verse like a crumb, you only need a crumb to do something really, really big. And yet the Lord's like, if you want a whole loaf, you can have a loaf. You can have as much as you want. There's great volume and variety on the table of the Lord. And he has actually set, he has actually set a table before you. And it's a beautiful table. And I just pray that our eyes are open to see what God has done. You know, the ladies here, um, some of the ladies here on staff are very talented and they can set the most beautiful tables. I could never do it. I just look and go, wow, how'd you do that? And they set a table for Keith Moore's mother a um, couple of years ago. Actually, they did it this year, but also years before the first year they did it, they knew it was her birthday. So when she rounded the corner, they had a birthday cake and it was so pretty. And she was like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, that's for me. We're like, yes, happy birthday. We knew it was your birthday, and we set all of that for you. She was so, this is the expression on her face. It was so sweet. You know, God wants to see that expression on your face because he set a table before you. There's absolutely everything on there you need. There's plenty of bread from heaven and healing that you live strong and healthy and that's just one of the many things that are on there. You can get as much as you want. It's so good. It's so beautiful. And it's for you. So you don't even have to go under the table. You just come under his presence. You eat at the table when you know him. You just gather as much as you need. So let's pray. I believe God's going to continue to speak to us these weeks ahead. Father, I thank you so much for your kind mercies and for the bread from heaven. I ask you that everyone here begins to really hear from you in the morning and the night as they're reading their Bible, as they're praying, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you will speak and highlight different verses maybe even a song and a verse in a song that comes to their heart. And that's you speaking to them, strengthening them, encouraging them that they don't have to be afraid. Thank you, Lord, like you did that those children, I know that was your idea to put a little piece of bread 
in their hand so they don't fret and they're not afraid at night. Night, I ask you that any fear that is on these here tonight concerning their situation, that it would lift off and they realize they have bread in their hand, enough for today, and they'll have enough for tomorrow too. All the anxiety and fear lifting and leaving and many different ailments, diseases, and maladies lifting off of their life. And I thank you, Lord God, for your mercies and your kindness to them. What just seemed like a dream is real. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.